the reason Bill's here is uh, we were in Miami at a Ravi Zacharias conference, and Bill shared something I already knew. Every pastor knows this, that most of God's people, even though we want them to grow, really aren't reading their Bibles. And it's not because they don't want to. It's not because they don't love God. Uh, and it's just because they struggle to read or struggle to have a plan. And most pastors tell them to try harder. And, Bill, you really opened my eyes uh, because you're a Wall Street analyst. <laughs> and I thought, well, if this guy's struggling, everybody's struggling. So, Bill, why don't you share a little bit about your journey? Hey, good to see you guys. And thank you for welcoming me. Uh, last night, I was really encouraged. You have a just great group of guys here. So you want me to share that why I didn't read the Bible? Yeah. Hey, man, I wanted to. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really wanted to read Bible. I really did. But, you know, my father was also a wonderful pastor, and I shared with these guys. But whenever, you know, I, I'm at home, try, try to do it alone, I just failed. Just like most Christians, right? Yeah, so I think it's your fault. <laughs> Pastors tell you all these great books they're reading and how much they read. No, but but <laughs> but joke aside, you know, I've been sitting on Fuller Seminary Board for ten years. Even even Bob, I'm sure. Sadly, when you were in seminary, you were n never taught how to read the Bible. You know, this is how strange it became. We know what Bible is, right? I mean, we kind of know why we want to read the Bible. But nobody taught you how to read the Bible. Yeah? Except try harder. Does that sound like a great strategy? <laughs> Does it sound like a, wow, that's a brilliant God's strategy. Try harder. That's the worst strategy you could ever come about. You know? So anyways. So, Bill, here's what I love. You, you just didn't, it's not my fault. You just didn't accept that. You, you found a way. And that, that, to me, that's so important because so many people are just make excuses or this is never going to happen. But you actually went out and found a way. And like I tell guys all the time, it's not about trying. It's about training. Right? How many people in here could run a marathon tomorrow? Probably none of us. But if you trained, you probably could. So, Bill, you found a way, and it became the public reading. No, I, no, I didn't find a cult, man. So, <laughs> I didn't find a way. So, hey, hey, guys. So, so, one thing that's missing abundantly in Wall Street is common sense. Okay? Let's use common sense now. This is common sense class. God gave us the Bible. Do you think he, do you think our loving, all-powerful God who wants to communicate with us has shown us how to consume his word? Do you think it's logical to assume God has shown the way how to read the Bible? Yeah, yeah, of course he did. So, we all, when, when, whenever we have a question, we go to Jesus, don't we? Yeah. How did Jesus learn about himself? He didn't have a book. 
he didn't have a Bible. What happened? Some sort of a you know, Samsung chip? No. He was a real human being. You know, I'm reading a book by uh, Professor Brian Wright, how the Jewish boys read the scripture during, then, during that time. They didn't. So very likely, this very poor family, mom and dad, Mary and Joseph, took this little boy to local synagogue and listened to God's word more than one or two minutes. Right? Yeah, so I was, I, I really struggled. And, you know, about 10, 10, 12 years ago, Bob, I think I might have shared with you, I, I got into a, a big problem on the business side. And it was a legal problem against Hong Kong government. Now I live here, U.S. government. So, you know, I, I boasted a little bit. I had some money, network. Nothing helped. This was a one problem I didn't expect. And then I vaguely had an idea, oh, I got to go to the scripture. But guess what? That was a devastating thought, actually. Oh, I got to go to the scripture? Oh, my goodness, I'm going to struggle again. So what I did was, instead of going to the Bible, I went to, the, I went to Amazon. Okay? I invested in Amazon. That's not why I went to Amazon. I went to Amazon to see, is there anything, is there anything that could real, really help me read the Bible without without stopping. So that's when I found uh, the Bible experience, dramatized audio Bible. You know, Samuel Jackson reads uh, God. My favorite, Forrest Whitaker does Moses. Amazing. So I began listening, and sometimes Bible in front. And I remember one day, I have earphone. I'm walk, taking a walk near my house. I'm reading, uh, listening to Book of Exodus. It's about four hours, like a long movie. I finished the whole thing. Yeah, so, so I had to analyze what happened here. What, what happened? Uh, well, because the storytelling was wonderful, and during the time, you know, Exodus keeps saying, take care of your foreigners. You know, my father died when we just moved to the U.S. He was 50, only 50. And you know what, guys? I didn't know how to call 911. I actually didn't know how to call 911. I didn't know what that was. So he rested at home, which was a critical mistake. So anyways, so I'm, and then I'm seeing essentially on, as I read and listen to each Bible, I'm realizing, oh, my goodness, people of God read the Bible together. You know, First Timothy, I mean, you know, Bob, I really enjoyed your talk last night. Too long, right? No, no, no. I loved it. I loved the Netflix thing. I was going to show that in my company. So remember, Ephesus, I just visited Ephesus uh, recently. You know, Paul probably spent three, four years planting a church. Uh, I, real, I learned that Ephesus is one of the top four Roman cities. Now, Paul put this young Timothy as the pastor there in this mega city, and, and Paul writes in First Timothy letter, first letter, he says, Timothy, do three things well. Three things. I'm curious, okay. 
First, read the Bible together. Two, preaching and teaching. So I'm, I'm looking at that and then looking at the whole Bible. Okay, all right. It is clear that how Jesus did, how the people in the Old Testament did. You know, Paul, keep, Paul in his letters, many of the letters, at the end he says, read this letter together. The letter. It's like a love letter. Sometimes I want to read two lines, I love you, but, you know, maybe she's breaking up with you. <laughs> the read the letter. <laughs> no, so that's why Christian learning, Bob. But, but remember, sometimes when I lead a public reading of Scripture like this, some pastors come to me and say, yeah, Bill, you're right. We, sh you, we should just read the Bible. Completely wrong. Completely wrong because God always wants the partnership. It's only when we completely screw up, he picks up everything. So, Bill, okay. so Bill you, you get this app and you start assimilating God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But again, another penny that dropped for me when you were talking is how even those of us who read the Bible, we read alone. And, and you said something that struck me that, that sometimes we eat alone, but we eat common meals. One of the beautiful things we do is we sit around tables like right here. We eat together, but when it comes to the Bible, we do it alone. So share some thoughts about that. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, nothing's wrong with reading the Bible alone, right? Wonderful. But most people are not able to start like that. So, you know, again, let's go back, go to Jesus, what he said when stupid Satan was trying to tempt Jesus. That's how stupid Satan is, you know? Right, moron and dumb. Thief. But, but sometimes we are dumber. <laughs> you, know, you know why Satan is so stupid? Because he always plays the same card. You know? It's like a football team telling the other team, this is my next move. You know? Just in case you wonder. <laughs> then we fall for it. Now, Jesus, remember when Jesus, Satan tempted, we do not live on physical food alone. That's from Deuteronomy. How did he know? But on God's word. So I'm realizing, hmm, you know, be, again, I overanalyze things. I'm sorry. So, hmm, Jesus said it's food. And then I thought about how do I eat food? You know, I really enjoy my food when I eat my food with other people. You know, I sometimes I eat alone. I eat regularly. It's lifelong. I eat different, different type of food. I wish Jesus said, you know, my food is book of Deuteronomy. Then I could focus on that. Right? But he said, every word of God is my food. Remember, did he have a New Testament? No. Old Testament. So very important. So, 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 that, so guys... Forget about everything that I said, except reading the scripture should be just like eating food. I look forward to eating. Psalm 1 says, I delight on the words. 
So at some point, there's a tipping point where God's word becomes so sweet, you know, so precious, more precious than gold and silver. So a bunch of business guys come to me in Wall Street and say, Bill, I want to be a, you know, mature Christian. And then I say, you serious about that? And then, yeah. Then, yeah, then you pursue God more than you're pursuing money. Nothing's wrong with pursuing money, but it has that kind of intensity. Yeah, so, again, God's word is food. But last thing I, I want to say is that Christians have three food, physical food, spiritual food, every word of God. And Jesus says something very strange to me. Doing God's will is my food. Isn't it? Doing is food. And then Christians have superfood. What is the superfood? Jesus himself. I'm bread of life. If you have me, you do not die. So I eat superfood. You guys feed on superfood. Then what makes you and me? Superman. What do supermen do? They do super service. Right? So when things break down, nobody serves. You know, this country I love, about 60% of us say we are Christians. And then when why people like Oz Guinness says, why, where are the leaders? Because most of us are always trying, trying, but it's training. Right? It's our fault, Bob. It's your fault in particular. That I hear that a lot. <laughs> but but you're, you got, right? Aren't you tired of tra- trying? I am. I'm, I'm yes. tired. <laughs> I was tired of trying. So training. And so therefore, last thing I would say, you know, it's like 1 Corinthians 3. Paul knew this. Of course, Jesus did that. Men will try to stick to their own words too much. That Paul goes, remember, he says, I planted, Apollo watered it, but it's only God who make you grow. Right? So, so Bill, you said that uh, it takes about a year. You assimilate the Bible uh, through the hearing of Scripture. About, about a year, right? That's about enough for you? Let me explain how. No, yeah. yeah. No, no, thank you. So, so miracle happened as I realized, wow, God gave us this way of consuming his word. It's actually doing it together for a long time and with a quality reading, okay? So guess, guess what, guys? How long it takes to read entire Bible? 90 hours. Nine zero. You know, when I asked that question, uh, pastors' typical answers are 300 to 500 hours. And then I had some Wall Street people say, it's impossible. They said, no, 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 no. No, no. This is a book. Because she had such a hard time, she said it's impossible. You know. So 90 hours, 66 books. What's the shortest book of the Old Testament? Obadiah, how long? Five minutes. <laughs> hey, man, guys, we're going to finish a book today, Book of Ruth. How long? 18 minutes. 18 minutes. But done in wonderful, dramatized, quality audio. Gentlemen, 
we live in the best time. If we do it in God's way. If not, we live in the worst time. And then our young people will suffer because of our stupidity. Okay? So, so I read the Bible, listen to the Bible about two hours, two to three hours a week, which is a complete miracle. Okay? Trust me. Okay? First 45 years, I don't want to think, I don't want to go there. Uh, Friday morning in my office, that's about an hour. Thursday lunchtime, my wife and I go to a local church, and we have a wonderful young pastor leading us, making a good introduction, and then we listen to for about an hour. And I read, uh, study a little bit. So with lots of vacations, okay, I finish the Bible. More importantly, I enjoy the Bible. I feed on the scripture. I feed on Christ. His words, and that becomes my power. I get attached to him, and that's what I do, right? So once a year is right for me, yeah. but, but sometimes, you know, once every two years is fine, but not, not barely once in a lifetime, that's probably not fine. Right. So, Bill, how did you get from, from personal uh, listening to the Scripture and growing to launching out in the public reading of Scripture. And can you explain a little bit about what that is? People are probably murky. Like, what is this public reading of Scripture? So, so just imagine Jesus, Mary, and Joseph taking this boy to a local synagogue. Public reading of Scripture meaning one person reading, essentially, or the, there's an audio, and everybody's listening. You know... There are a few elements about public reading of Scripture. The way it was done is doing it together. Critical. The audio that you will just hear is made by Hollywood. They spent millions of dollars. They went bankrupt. The Bible Experience app, Daniel Washington, they went bankrupt. And I actually went to Hollywood to meet the producers. What happened? This is the best quality audio I ever, ever heard. He said, oh, yeah, you're right, Bill. We sold it through churches. People bought it, and we told them to listen to it alone at home. You know, let's take the food analogy again. I, 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 I invited a bunch of these guys to come visit me. One thing that you will get is fantastic food. All right. I go to a lot of these good food places, but if people tell me, Bill, you eat this Michelin two-star food every day alone, <laughs> alone, I will say, no, thank you. I want Bob, Mike to go to Shake Shack every Friday, and I'm going to do that. So... Their jaw dropped when I said, oh, that's interesting. You, you encourage people to just listen to it at home. No, we actually <laughs> listen to it together at a set time. They were devastated. Bill, we did not have that strategy. So, so once we've, we've found 
and confirmed with theologians and all these guys that this is actually biblical way. We, 10 years ago, we started just listening to God's word every week. Right? Because I wanted to share the joy of being liberated from this guilt of not being able to go to the Word. And that's all we did for the last 10 years. We just love God's Word, and we just listen to Him and do what's in there whenever we can. And now, as if it's some sort of a Disney theme park, people all over the world come and experience it. I have, you know, very famous theologian, N.T. Wright, emailing me, Bill, I heard you guys do public reading of Scripture. Can I come? What? <laughs> Tom, Tom, I learned so much from your book. So he came, and he was almost in tears. Bill, I never listened to First Peter. It's 15 minutes. And, you know, Tom, right, uh, cre created a class called Reading the scripture uh, in public class, free class. Uh, so anyways, now there are thousands of groups globally as, you know, Bob is amazing. I, I, I still remember, uh, you know, meeting Bob and Mike and, and, you know, this is a serious guy. Most pastors, Eugene Peterson's word, not my word, became shopkeepers. They want to make sure the customers are happy, they come back, you know. Bob is different. He got it. And so, so anyway, so now uh, we, so English Bible that you will listen to, we are, we have a contract with them, but we just finished Japanese drama Bible. Okay. We, thank you. Thank you. You know, at our press conference, there are about 100 media came because we use the best actors and actresses. And the Japanese Christians, when I told them I'm going to do this and make it available for free, they said, why? Why would you do that? Nobody really, you know, they call us graveyard of missionaries or something. I said, well, maybe to them. Uh, but, you know, I, I invested in Japan and made a lot of money. And I got to look at it from God's perspective. Hundreds of thousands of Japanese Christians were massacred some time ago. And, you know, probably God, it's God's timing is very diff different. And as Isaiah 55 would say, your thoughts are not my thoughts, you know. So anyway, so that's done. Mandarin Drama Bible is coming out in October. Spanish Bible is in November. Luis Palau team are working with us. They're waiting for it. I just got a uh, WhatsApp uh, from a... Uh, uh, French-speaking African region pastor, Assembly of God pastor. He's, he cannot wait. He asked me to come down to his country to speak to, you know, a few thousand pastors. So, so, so anyway, so this is becoming, and we are making it all for free. But the most important strategy is being doing this together mm. in a great quality, right, regularly. And just look forward to it. Don't you guys love food? I do. Good food. And what else is better food than Christ and God's word? Then why are we struggling? Because you know why are we, why we are struggling? Because we are doing it a wrong way. 
when I first heard Bill, I thought, oh, my gosh, the public reading of Scripture. You're going to walk into a room. There's going to be 20 people there. Everybody's going to take a turn. Most people are going to butcher the names and the text. It's going to be boring. And when Bill talked about the quality, that was one of, he was so staunch about quality that you listen to quality reading. And then when it's over, everybody gets about two minutes to, to just share what they heard. There's nobody dominating. Just a beautiful thing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, all these years we would go on mission trips. And every night of the mission trip, we would have a devotion. And somebody's got to study for a devotion. And now we're going to Guatemala in February. And guess what we're going to do every night? The public reading of Scripture. We're just going to, we're going to listen to the book of Mark while we're in Guatemala. How cool is that? And when we did this at our church, I told dads, you know, I, I wish this was available or I wish I could have done this uh, after dinner. Hey, we're going to listen to First Peter. We're going to listen to First John. Uh, this is something you can do with your families, your kids. Business. Bill's doing it on Wall Street. Uh, wherever you guys work, get an office room, 12 o'clock, 15 minutes. You don't have to prepare a Bible study. Bill, share what's, uh, share what's going on at Harvard, the guy that's doing it right. at Harvard. Hey, Bob, you got to do it at your church first, man. Well, we are. We do it Tuesday morning. Okay. Just we wanted do it to make sure. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do it Tuesday mornings. All right, Bob, I'll check on you. Yeah. Bill, share about the guy oh, who's doing right. it at Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, Har this uh, wonderful uh, black American uh, Harvard Law professor, uh, she's a global expert in uh, intellectual property. Christian, wonderful, Ruth, last name is very long. <clears throat> she came to see me, and uh, this is about three months ago. She wanted to come and visit with me, which was wonderful, and, but I, we told her, why don't you come and experience public reading of scripture since you said you're Christian? And then she said, oh, I'm not sure I would have time. I said, okay, but you, you still do it. So she, she went in. You know, I'm, I'm pretty insistent on some certain things. And then she came to see me after that. She was almost in tears. And she said, Bill, there are a group of Christians at Harvard Law School, students that, that are, you know, really gathering together to find a way to read the scripture together. And this is the way. And then about a month later, she brought five Harvard Law School students. They experienced it. And a month later, they started public reading of scripture at Harvard Law School and Harvard University. Now, now, let me, so, you know, Harvard is a wonderful university, but there's some of the teachings they do is so against God. But, but let's say if I'm going up there teaching them every week, who cares? I might as well not do it. But they are going to listen to God's word. Few of them, God's word will be spoken. And you know what that is? That's an offense. God's offense began through one person. You know, I recently guided public reading of scripture through Psalm 78. <laughs> I was in California. Bunch of people in retail industry were suffering. And some of them were my friends. So I went, went up there and we listened to Psalm 78. It's about 10 minutes long. You know, it's, it's about how aggressively 
Israel sinned against God throughout their history. And then God, with his patience and love, sometimes had to punish. But at the end, I was completely surprised. It says, all, after all these crazy history, God goes, I pick David out of sheepfold. He's looking for one person, right? Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, so even Book of Ruth is about one person, you know, obscure, completely. You know, Naomi goes, God, God hates us, essentially, right? Yeah, but, but anyways, so we, God willing, this year, Bob, we are Grace and Mercy Foundation and others are together creating association of public reading of scripture churches universities, seminaries, homeless shelters. And I shared with you in, in New York City, there's a wonderful Christian homeless shelter called Bowery Mission. About two months ago, they started public reading of scripture during the uh, Friday lunchtime. I went there to launch it. There were maybe a couple hundred homeless uh, brothers and sisters. And I told them, guys, I know maybe some of you feel like you got nothing to offer to God, and that's completely wrong. But let's remember Jesus was extremely poor. And Bible strangely says Jesus always did what pleased God. And putting my analyst hat on again, I say, what did he do first 30 years that pleased God? Making some chairs? What? 30 years. I agree with you. He listened to his father. You know, I forgive me my language, but I, I said this last night too. Jesus sometimes sounds so dependent, so dumb. Right? Oh, I do my, what my father tells me to do. I mean, we're talking about Jesus. But, but if you think about it, he and God became one. For 30 years, he listened. 30 years, guys. Yeah? So he became one with God. And then ultimately, why did he listen to his father? Why? Why? Why are you guys listening to God? Why? Because you love him. You know, Psalm 1 and other places, because I delight in the words. But if you, if, you, if you keep going, you know, of course, there's an element of training. But if you hate it, stop it. Stop it. Because Jesus goes to Pharisees. You guys think there's an eternal life in this book? I'm the life and you guys ignoring me. You, you see my point? It's about love. We love God. That's why we want to listen to him, you know. And we want to know him, and we want to do what he says. You know why? Because it's our family business. It's our story. You have a part in it, right? I have a part in it. Anyways. Hey, we're going to listen to the book of Ruth in just a minute. But before we do, just to put this all together, uh, the Bible Project guys put a little video together. So, guys, can you roll that? And uh, I think everybody will kind of understand 
what Bill's talking about. Yeah, th so those guys actually came to experience it, and then they made that video, so it made my job easy. Let's listen to the scripture, uh, Book of Ruth, just like how Jesus would have done it, you know, uh, just listening. Actually, listening is a very submissive posture. We don't want to listen, okay? So listening, that's how Jesus trained himself, right? Yeah, and that's why, uh, just one minute on this. Dietrich Bonhoeffer would say, it's amazing that God is speaking to us, but he wants to hear from us. He's listening. You know what God is listening means? That he's kneeling down again when he washed our feet to listen to us. You see my point? That's what prayer is about. That's why, you know, I... I you know, I, I ask people to be very careful what you say because God is kneeling down again. And uh, so listening, enjoy it, you know. And, you know, uh, sometimes I, I just stand up and walk around. Yeah, so. Uh, so just one minute about Book of Ruth for me. The most devastating book that I read in the scripture is Book of Judges. Book of Judges, people doing horrendous things, massacres, abuses. And this is a story during that time. You know, Naomi's husband dies. Ruth's husband dies. Scripture doesn't even say why. But I could probably imagine, you know, some people killed him because that's what people did. Right? And then this woman, who's not even a Jew, you know, God is working through this woman and, and this Jewish man that honors God. So, you know, Eugene Peterson would say, we matter and what we do matter. And God is looking for that one person. And, you know, First Chronicles says God is... Desperately looking for people whom he could empower. You, you see? That one person. And I, I don't want to spoil the ending. And you will see how God works through this devastating time and through a seemingly obscure, extremely poor family. So you go home from the retreat and somebody says, how was it? And you say, wow, we went through the whole book of Ruth. <laughs> Final thoughts, Bill? We have about two minutes uh, as we wrap up. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so this, if you go to public reading of scripture app, you could download the whole Bible done in the best quality for free. We pay for it whenever you download it. Okay, public reading of scripture app on Android. Oh, okay, thank you. And, but please do remember what is God's way of listening to the scripture together at a regular time. For example, with my two daughters, Sundays, you know, 
my, my college daughter is away, then we FaceTime her. And we just listen to, you know, 20, 20, about three books of the Bible is less than 20 minutes. You know, so one thing that my daughters know now is that Bible reading, listening is easy, enjoyable. And it's something we do it regularly. And now, you know, many churches are doing it. So, again, if you go to a wrong app, you pay a lot of money. Go to public reading of scripture app, and then it'll be for free. 